Hey. There she is. One of the co-hosts of a top 10 must listen to F1 podcast. Top 10? Best F1 podcasts. Number six? Who are we? Who are we? Famous. That's what. Our egos are spiking right now, everyone. (laughs) First, if this is your first time listening to our podcast because you found us online after we were aptly named the number six best F1 podcast to listen to. Um, This is the Two Girls, One Formula podcast hosted by two girls whose names are our names. Mine is Kate. And I'm Nicole. And this is the best, one of the best F1 podcasts (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Confirmed. Confirmed. We're not even just saying that. (laughs) Well, you know what? As we like to say around here and... As is known, Lawrence Stroll has always said from the very beginning, we are the next big thing in F1 podcasting. So it is so nice to be recognized by someone other than Lawrence, you know. And he's always said that. And we've always said that. (laughs) And now we can add another name to that list. And our friend Elizabeth Blackstock from Jalopnik has also always said that. (laughs) So shout out to Elizabeth. for including us uh joking aside it was a great list and it was like so nice to be mentioned alongside some other podcasts that I know that we're really inspired by and that we listen to like I mean literally we were on the same list as beyond the grit yeah like okay (laughs) and the WTF one podcast like some of the most legit names in this business um we're on this list and for our silly little podcast to be included uh, is very cool and very fun for us. So we're just thriving today. Today is a good day. Today's a great day. This podcast is an excellent episode. Oh, yeah. The people are I'm sure the people are tuning in because we have a special, very special guest today. Would you like to announce who it is, Nicole? They have already seen it. If I'm assuming you guys have all seen subject, Lauren, but drum roll, please. We have Miss Lauren Asher, a friend of the pod, friend of the brand, resident author for Two Girls, One Formula. You may know her. You may love her from her Dirty Air series, but that's not all. She also has her Dreamland Billionaire series. Second book just came out, Terms and Conditions. And I mean, first of all, I've always wanted to say the term friend of the pod. <laughs> How fun is that to say? So or fun. our first like official friend of the pod. Like we've had our friends on the pod. But Lauren is our like first like friend of the pod. You know what I mean? And if you were a stan, a TG1F stan back in the day when we were getting started, we had Lauren on a clubhouse. <laughs> a yeah, clubhouse event that we did. Um, which kind of really kick-started the TG1F community for us because we decided we were going to do a Dirty Air book club reading and it just like popped off on TikTok that we were doing this. And so many people were super excited about combining their love for books and Formula One together in this book. And so we were like, yeah, this is the perfect intersection of our brand. So, Um, And people go hard for Lauren Asher. I don't blame them. We do too. We can't. Like, yeah. She has some of the like greatest fans followers around and we're going to talk to her all about that. But what a what a great day. What a great day. Girls One Formula podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, thank you for tuning in. If this is your 23rd time, thank you for tuning in. If it's any time, we appreciate Anytime. you being here. I will say I'm. Pardon me for my voice today. I am a little sick. This is not how I normally sound. This is your first time. I do have a bit of the sniffles. Yeah, your two girls are down a little bad today. Not feeling the best. I'm getting hit with the with the allergies, I think. So we're just, we're here though. Because yeah, that's what professionals do. And show that's up. what people that have a top 10 best F1 podcast <laughs> do is they show up no matter what. <laughs> and that's us in a nutshell. 
So regardless, I'm excited to talk about this week's content and get into it with Lauren. Yeah, me too. Is there anything we want to talk about before we get into our conversation with Lauren? Like what's been going on in the F1 world? Like we're back in Australia. People are showing up in Australia. Daniel Ricardo is home. Danny's at home with Heidi. Yeah. I was getting into it. You <laughs> well, just say last week that we let's get into it. I let I was going to get into it. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm we are we are journalists. We must discuss things that we don't always make us happy. Okay. Um, Wait, the, yes. you saying that you're going to be the bigger person? Like then who? Then like, myself. <laughs> Is that the angel in reality devil? me? <laughs> the angel and the devil on your shoulder. <laughs> You're being I'm the, bigger, be the person. bigger person than myself two <laughs> months ago. Okay. You know what? The only, as Lewis would probably tell you, the only person you're competing with, the only person you should be trying to be better than is who you were yesterday. That's so true. So, and I'm going to embody know. that motto <laughs> here today on the podcast to discuss the fact, well, I mean, Let's be clear. I knew this was happening the moment I saw Miss Heidi dragging all of those suitcases into the, yeah. into the paddock <laughs> when she was in Bahrain or in Saudi Arabia. I was like, this, she is going on a trip. She's going on a long-term trip and I know exactly where she's going. She's going down under with Daniel or the Australian Grand Prix. And maybe she's going down under Daniel. Okay, we don't, we don't have to do that right now. Sorry. <laughs> It was too much. It was too far. I know you're being the bigger person, but I. Yeah, you're literally just like. I was the smaller person. Like I was the smaller person in that scenario. And I'm really sorry, but the pun was there. And as an aspiring comedian, surprise, I'm now an aspiring comedian. <laughs> um, You have to take the puns when they are presented to you. That's fine. Just like if you, you. if you don't, you know, take the gap, if you no longer take the gap, you are no longer a racing driver. If you do not take the pun, you are no longer an aspiring comedian. You heard it here so, first, folks. That's a that's an inspirational <laughs> quote that I'll be selling. That's great. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a that's an bag. NFT. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what NFTs are, but feels like one. Yeah, we. I mean, we talk pretty regularly about starting Bitcoin and. Dow was on this podcast so why not why not just throw NFTs in there let's start an NFT line I don't know let's let's do it and yeah let's just add another we... thing to our <laughs> plate because we don't have enough well maybe we'll be one of the top 10 best Formula One NFTs that's a that's a goal that's the a sky goal is the limit for us <laughs> as of today anyway yeah the drama in my life currently is the fact that Australia is happening this week I don't know if enough of you have taken the manifest minute seriously, which is really upsetting to me. Um, I know some of you have, and we're super thankful for that. But I'm once again asking you guys to do the manifest minute for Daniel Ricardo to be on the podium this weekend. What, what makes you say, what, <laughs> what makes you upset about this? What makes you think that you don't think people I just, are taking I, it seriously? Like, I think the people think that, that we're like, joking. I just like, like, are you feeling the vibes that like, the like is there an aura happening that like not enough people are, like you just said you're getting upset about it but I don't think we have any evidence to say that people are not taking it seriously so I just am like I'm worried that not enough people commented on the post that they were taking it seriously and so I expected an outpouring of support and we just did not see that and so I'm just worried that people think that this is a joke and it's not a joke it's very serious you need to make that TikTok. It's not a joke, is it? Serious. Serious. I've already <laughs> done that once with Daniel. <laughs> that's you, that content. That's you. No, it's not about Daniel. That's about you. That's about you and your insecurities about Manifest Minute right now. <laughs> My insecurities are showing. <laughs> okay. What else? I feel like, okay, so Danny, Danny and Heidi are down under each other. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Pierre was in dance class. Yeah. Let's see that. I need a full dance video. Like, what do we think he's doing? Is he trying to, like, take the throne of TikTok King from Botas? Like, is he making a music video? Like, what's the point? 
what's happening? It was very much there was no step context. Up. It was yeah, there was no context. Very much giving step up. Yes. Um, I loved it. I can't wait. To I see wish more. there was. I hope like, there is a, a full length. I want there to be more. Yeah. I need a full twenty minute spread on Pierre's dance class. Yes. I want him to invite Danny because we know that Danny loves to dance. We've seen so much content of him dancing. <laughs> he's maybe not the best. So I feel like I don't think he's a good. I don't know if he's a choreographed dancer kind of guy. True. I think he's more of a in the moment kind of. You know who needs Ruben here? Charles. The ick I get from videos of Charles him da- dancing, him dancing is I need Pierre to fix it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Dude has no rhythm and I need it to he's got need step, that to be he's got first. To step up. Yeah. Step up to the streets. To the streets. <laughs> also speaking of Pierre, we got a nice little video, 24 hours in LA. I mean, and I haven't watched it. While there is talk on the interwebs of the Pierre effect, we have the Charles effect. We have the Daniel effect. Yeah. Everyone is becoming an LA ho. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see a Big Brother style TV show where they all live in a mansion together and yeah. have to like vote each other out and like oh like my god surprise at the end. That's like the off season when they're not racing. Surprise! You don't get a you don't get a break. You're now in a reality surprise. TV show where you all live together. Oh my god! Or it's like giving. Um, when Robert Pattinson, Andrew Garfield, um, I'm trying to think of all of those other act- British actors who all lived in the same house together when they were like trying to. Oh, make it. yeah. It's like that's what it is. It's just like put a camera in a house where they all live together on a 24 hour stream and I will watch it. Either that or I want them to be like. I want like F1 to be like f1 direction and just have tour buses but like <laughs> they all are together and people can get bus to tattoos it'll be who would get it uh what is or was it bus three i think it was bus no it was two. bus one and bus two yeah who would you think would get would be like on the bus with zane and louis yeah zane and louis had bus two tattoos yeah who wouldn't uh, be what like what would that bus be with Zayn and Louie or we're just talking like bus one versus bus two like no like bus on one bus. versus bus two obviously bus two was like the vibey fun bus I mean I think bus one was also pretty fun the only non-vibey person on bus one was Liam who was daddy's directioner <laughs> who I can't imagine made a very fun yeah but I think her. true but I also feel like Harry was probably to himself like reading poetry one direction Harry absolutely the fuck not he was a right. fuck boy in one direction no way <laughs> No, by the end, by the end of One Direction. Nope, he still was. He was writing happily. He was reading poetry. End of F1. I mean, end of One Direction. (laughs) Harry was writing happily. Okay, but that's not bus one, bus two then because Zane is still involved in bus two. So that was what peak One Direction. So your argument is null and void. (sighs) Fine. But okay, let me rephrase my question because I feel like we're we're getting off track. Who would be like... Bus one versus bus two, who doesn't matter what the vibes were. Who would be the people that they would be on a bus together and would get tattoos about it? Like, that's the vibe. Okay. It's like they made such memories that they were getting it tattooed on their body. Okay. 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 I that's really where I was like going. I understand the question. And then, as always, you just started attacking me. Oh my God. <laughs> you are so dramatic. I can't help that you didn't ask the question in a cohesive and understandable way. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, okay. Answer the question now. Okay, bus two. <laughs> the vibes. <laughs> Max and Daniel. Yeah. I know Max doesn't have, I don't think Max has any tattoos, but like in this scenario, he, him and Danny would get like Red Bull one and two tattoos. <laughs> For whatever, sure. whatever, two tattoos. Um, Who else would be on that bus? I think Pierre. Pierre. Pierre would like be so pumped about, about that. Yes. Yuki would just love to be involved. He'd be like, friendship. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Lando, Lando, I feel like would be there, but I feel like he would be Niall and he'd be like, I'm not getting a tattoo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Lando does not strike me as someone who does all of the needles. No, no, no. Not no. at all. 
I don't think he could take it. Charles would want to be on the bus, but I don't think he'd be on the bus. No. He's a little like Liam Daddy Directioner. George. Too it, it would be like George, Charles, uh, Nicholas Latifi, Lando. Yeah, going over race footage. Not yeah, they, fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> Alonzo would definitely be on bus too. Oh, for sure. I feel like that's it. Like, I feel like that's all I would like. The only people I would really put there. I feel like Daniel would make ev- anyone. He just wants everyone to get a tattoo always. <laughs> so true. He's just like enabler number one. He's like, oh, you want a tattoo? Let's go. I'll do it right now. Lewis has a bunch of tattoos, but he wouldn't get a matching one with them. No, God, no. Him and Seb, maybe. Maybe. Him and Seb, that's it. They would have. They would be bus three. <laughs> and it would just be them three. For them too. And they would get a tattoo together, but they would be like, we're not, we're not with them. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, what else happened this week? Lily surprised Alec oh my in God. Thailand for his birthday for 48 hours, which was so Literally fucking cute. So cute. Imagine just like being able to go to Thailand for 48 hours and having that be like super chill. Okay. But the fact that she, walked into his hotel room at 3 a.m. and he was like literally thought he was gonna get murdered and then she cut the video off and I was like I would love to see the extended cut on this because <laughs> I feel like something happened here that you didn't want us to see and that he probably like tried to attack you <laughs> I mean I would yeah so me too like, woke me up in the dead of night in my hotel room yeah like Lil maybe at dinner we surprised me at dinner <laughs> Where he's like, did she get a key card? Did she like call the hotel? That I'm sure they just give it to. Okay, because I was like, can you just call and say, I'm surprising my boyfriend. Can you give me his hotel room key? Yeah, Nicole's plotting. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi's in a shower. Nicole's just gonna slip in. It's like, surprise. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> but what if I was? <laughs> but could be fun. <laughs> yeah that was so cute though and i'm upset we talk about them like every single week on this podcast like literally obsessed i love them with so the much. two of them um oh how could we forget lewis's skydiving adventures oh my 10 we jumps not? 10 jumps in one day yes like, like over and over again how does the plane get up that up and down that fast i have no idea Are well it's him at the same spot like are you landing in the same spot you took off from? Like, what is, I need to know more. I am not a skydiving expert, so I can't say. No, me either. I, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me to jump out of an airplane. I'm already af- afraid of flying. I'm not really even not. getting, I'm not even getting paid to jump out of an airplane. I will say it looks fun. Like, I can only imagine what that feeling feels like. I don't but want it. Am I actually ever going to experience it? No. I experience it every single night in my sleep and then I wake up <laughs> so afraid. I think the I think what's most impressive is that Lewis free dives himself. Like he doesn't jump yeah. with a partner, like and has his he, license and he just like free balls it, which is yeah. so and there's crazy. like, where's the parachute? There's not he he doesn't even like to show him opening the parachute <laughs> in his videos. I'm just like, you're He's just doing flips in the air on his own, just like free balling it from a million feet. I just can't. I can't. I hate it. It gives me so much anxiety. Just even watching. It like me at least show me watching. Like at least show me at the end of the video that you pull the parachute. And maybe I just like missed that because I definitely didn't watch until the very end because I was like having heart palpitations. But like, I need to know you're okay. And like I know you are because you're posting it. But like. Just show some safety measures, Lewis, please. I'm so nervous. Here's the thing is that if Lewis, I wish Lewis was on the Red Bull team exclusively so that Red Bull would sponsor him to do the stratosphere skydive. Oh, my God. Because that would be the perfect pairing. Yeah. They'd be like, Lewis, we'll go. We'll go as high as we physically can. Brand you in some Red Bull gear. I think the guy who did that the last time was already sponsored by Red Bull when he did it. And it would just make the perfect brand. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know who's not doing that? Max. Max Verstappen. <laughs> Is like Lewis not jumping out of an airplane. He's like, I'm set down here. Won't be doing that. Lewis is absolutely an adrenaline junkie. And this is why we talked about like the only next logical step for him is to be in space. Yes, 100%. Or like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. One of the extremes. 
He has to go where no man has gone before. Literally. I can't think of anything else that happened this week. We talked about Vegas last week, right? Like Vegas. Yeah, we discussed Vegas a little bit last week. I feel like there wasn't, people were like generally pretty chill this week. I don't think that there was a lot going on. I didn't see anything like too, too crazy. Oh, we got to talk about Danny's wine. Oh my God. And the shoey decanter. That's $700. I know so many oh. people are like, oh, are you guys ordering this? Um, do you want to Venmo us $5 each so that we can afford the <laughs> Daniel Ricardo decanter shoey thing? Which people were in our DMs being like, the class is not even that high quality. I've done my research. And we're like, great. Thank you for just reassuring us that we don't need this. Although I would love to try the wine, which we've talked about I know. on here before that we would love to be sponsored. I would just was also obsessed with this outfit wearing sweatpants and a tux, no, are like you gonna, a blazer. Are you going to like emulate that fit? You have all the things to do it. Yeah, might as well. I'll cosplay as Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Wine commercial. Fuck yeah. He was giving big like Ryan Reynolds aviation gin energy, I think, in that little commercial. Yes. Like okay. he was being like really funny. I don't know. I felt like very, I was like, this feels very Ryan Reynolds. Like they would get along and like they would make some good content together, I think. Yeah. I think they would have a lot of fun together. I'd love to see it. Yeah, me too. What else happened? Literally nothing. Are we missing things? Probably. Always. But I don't know what. Anyway, let's say today. Well, today I just posted, just saw that Lewis said that he would um, greenlight a biopic. Oh, yeah. About him, which I would love to see. Yes. Which brings back our discussion around who we would cast as Lewis Hamilton, which we are already getting the Apple documentary. I would love to see a biopic. Absolutely. It'd be so good. Yeah. <clears throat> but otherwise, that's really it. That's the only thing. It was quiet this weekend. Well, it's their off week. They don't really post much. Yeah. When they only have like one weekend off, I feel like. Anyways. All right. Well, Enough of that. Let's get into the good shit. And let's talk to Miss Lauren Asher. Take it away. Hello, hello. There she is. How are you, Bosch? We're doing so well. We're so excited. Oh, yay. I was excited, too. I was like, it's today. I need. I added a calendar um thing on my calendar so I wouldn't forget oh literally so happy to be doing this I know it's been a while too long long. (laughs) also crazy that you are such an accomplished author and then you also have another full-time job please share your secrets of time management because literally (laughs) I don't know if I have the best ones uh you go a little crazy (laughs) and you fail a lot um Okay, yeah. that's good to know that that is a standard across the board because um, Kate and I try to do everything um, and get we fly too close to the sun too often. Yeah, constantly. Yes, I think it's hard. And then when you have to keep up with social media on top of that, you're like, okay, and that's part of you know just the process. Yeah, and, and yeah. you're like, okay, I got to carve in like ten minutes. I have a break. Let me go and answer a few things, and then ten more minutes and, and whatnot. I know, especially you with your TikTok presence, like to have like a really good TikTok strategy, like you have to post regularly. Yes, I've been bad the last few months. I think when I was writing Terms and Conditions, I pulled back a little bit because I was like, I need to finish this book. And the algorithm is hard. It's a, like to do TikToks. It's a tough process. I know. I'm like pretty convinced that we're shadow banned right now. And this is coming from me who doesn't know anything about TikTok. So like Nicole taught me the word shadow banned like two months ago. And now I feel like I'm like hyper fixating on it. I'm just like, it's like my buzzword, but I'm like, like we have gotten like no views recently. And so I just feel like it can't be us. It has to be the algorithm. No, I think it's like a, it's a lot. I would say it's like a lot of um, the friends on TikTok, but yeah, it's trying to balance. Yeah. Okay. Being on Instagram, which I feel like that's where I'm the most present. And then TikTok and then on my Facebook group. It's a lot of socializing. I know. I feel like you need like, do you have an assistant? No, no, no. Oh my God. I think you need I have a significant other. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) They they double check my numbers and whatnot. They don't. 
here. Yeah, we need someone like that. that. Yeah, yeah, you need, yeah, there they'll be like, oh, uh, I think, you know, you might have had someone email you. Uh, you should check your email. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nicole, this is criteria number one for your next boyfriend is they have to be like a math person yeah. or like a fine accountant or something. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. They're very realistic too. They just will tell you how it is. <laughs> and that's what we did. We need a little bit, a little dose of reality in our lives. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. We love to be delusional. We love to live in La La Land. You're like, I think it's fun. Yeah, it's I so it's fun. It's real world. I don't. <laughs> Not <laughs> me. Fictional one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So, you know, before we kick it off, we should probably just do a little intro um, about Lauren. Lauren, yeah. would you like to give your little elevator pitch TLDR? Oh my goodness. So on the spot there. Well, my name is Lauren. <laughs> Lauren Asher. I am a romance author who started my romance career writing about Formula One and uh, the Dirty Air World, which is pretty much all fictional. And then <laughs> I branched out into more of like media conglomerates and with the Dreamland Billionaire series. So I write a lot of, you know, romance that Makes you laugh, cry, hopefully in the best kind of way. Um, and it's just <laughs> definitely <laughs> an emotional roller coaster, as people like to say. And not only did Lauren start her own career with her Dirty Air series, um, but she started our career kind of uh, <laughs> because we, you know, Nicole and I, I feel like we've talked about this on this podcast before, but we were just kind of floating around doing our thing on our Instagram with our like couple hundred followers if anything and we found a TikTok for a romance novel about Formula One and we were like obviously we have to read this and it was the first book of the Dirty Air series and we were obsessed immediately and we're like let's shoot our shot and let's see if we can get this author to talk with us. And Lauren, being the amazing human that she is, agreed to come on Clubhouse with us. And literally from then on, it's been like what we like to call the Lauren Asher effect that <laughs> we got so many people to start following us and in our community after that first conversation with Lauren. And, and even now, Lauren, you like speak our name. And all of a sudden we have like 500 new followers. It's insane. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and like a huge testament to you of the community of people that you've built because everyone that's joined our community after hearing about us from you are just like the most amazing people. They're so kind and so lovely. And everyone's like, oh, I, I found you through uh, my favorite author, Lauren Asher. And we're like, yeah, I can tell because like you're incredible. And so I could tell that that <laughs> came from Lauren. <laughs> oh I it makes me so happy when people say they get into the sport because they picked up the book or like the whole series it just mm -hmm. I'm always like really excited for them because I never had that experience before of like finding a book and being like wow this makes you want to learn everything about the sport right I know it's so interesting I think it's it's exciting that a lot of people have gotten into Formula One through your writing um because like you said I don't think that happens for too many other sports yeah yeah I read it quite a bit I mean I do like hockey like if I go to a game I enjoy it and I have a good time but I don't go and watch the games online but I think Formula One is really the only sport I watch like religiously so for for that was so like kind of what came first? Was it you were like super into Formula One? You're like, I have to write. I have to write about this. Or were you, you know, kind of a little bit aware of it? And you're like, that would make for, you know, a great, great novel setting. And that kind of led you also into, you know, deep diving into the world of Formula One. Kind of like, I guess, a little bit of chicken and the egg. But like what came yeah. first for you? Well, definitely. OK, so like quite a few people in America, I was really bored one night and me and my significant other we always struggled to find tv shows to watch together so he's like oh um my friend recommended watching the drive to survive show he's like we he liked it we should just watch it so we were like sure we end up binging the whole show um and at that point it was just one season <laughs> out it was like the first season ever and i was like i at, at the last episode 
when Charles joins Ferrari, it hit me and I was like, oh, how interesting would it be if, um, you know, like a rival's teammate joined, you know, one of the best teams and they're younger. And that's like what sparked the whole idea that became then throttled. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are we confirming that Noah's lead is based on Charles Leclerc? <laughs> no. <laughs> I always be that. And I I, I honor because people are like, oh, do you see him? And I always say, whatever you see is what yeah. it counts. Like it never counts what I what I envision in my head. Because at the end of the day, no matter, I will pick cover models and they aren't 100% what I see or like on my Pinterest. I don't see Charles, but I know a lot of people who do. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like also with all of the fan art that people create, like for the, like the mood boards, um, it's usually Charles. Um, and I, I don't know if they just pick him because he's young and Ferrari and that's kind of like what the, the colors are, um, for Noah's team. I can't, what is it? It's, I, we have this, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if people are just like, yep, yeah, that fits the narrative or if people are generally like, mm, I'm self-inserting and this is a Charles book for me. I think personally, it's a both. Oh, tell me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I self-insert me and Charles <laughs> for every book I read. So it's me and Charles the entire Dirty Air series. We hop That's around. True. We just have lots of different storylines that we thought. Yeah, it's just a whole, it's a whole, it's it's a storyline plot that continues. I think, I think for him, at least he's getting older. Because when I first, I wrote that book in like 2019 was when I really started writing that book. So he was really young back then. Now yeah. he's a little older. <laughs> so for me, I'm older than him. So I was like, I can't, I can't insert him, but I right. can see why people do it. That's fair. I mean, we can relate because we're also old, um, older <laughs> than Charles. So relatable. Um, okay. What kind of like research do you think that you, or did you have to do to write this F1 romance novel? Did you all just come from Drive to Survive or did you have to do any like outside research on no, I the technical side of things? Outside research. Yeah. Like a lot of from the Formula One website and then from actual like articles, Googling questions I had and then searching it. Um, I will say you learn stuff as you go. And I was like, oh yeah, I'd probably write that different now. Or, oh, the, the regulations change. So it doesn't even matter what totally. I wrote in 2019 because it doesn't even count anymore. Um, especially right. with like budget caps and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then the race amounts, like little things like that change. Um, and my funny, like my um, significant other was like, oh, I'll beta read the next one. Like we'll, you know, I'll, I'll all the sports info. And I was like, no, you're not. But okay. You're like, okay, skip this chapter, this chapter, this chapter, this chapter, and this chapter that. Right, right. <laughs> like just read the races. There you go. Okay. <laughs> there you served your purpose. So I think, yeah, I did a lot of, re- I didn't just base it off of what I, Drives to Survive is what like, like started the, mm-hmm. oh, let me look into this. Yeah, there, I remember too, like when you started with the the Dreamland series and and you were posting, you were like, I have deep dived into the world of Disney so much <laughs> the past couple months. And so it's it's so interesting, I feel like, especially with a sport like Formula One, that's like so intricate and there's so much like, I can't even imagine like all the research you would have had to do or like, was there a point where you're just like, okay, I have done enough research. I need to just start writing. Otherwise I could just go down these rabbit holes forever. Yes, I think um, I can be a rabbit hole person, but also not trying to get so technical that people who aren't really into the sport are like, okay, can I just skip this chapter? It's not interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Like if it's just about the races, like you could do a little bit technical stuff, but at the end, it's like some of it is fantasy, you know, whether, you Mm -hmm. know, they give up a, a position or they end up slowing down a bit and pretending like things like that. I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit, you got to like expand the, what is it? Um, is a suspension of, yeah, yeah, suspension of belief. Yeah. (laughs) I know as someone who has watched lots of races, um, I'll say, you know, the racing bits, my least favorite part. I'm like, give me the romance. Give me more of the steamy stuff. I don't (laughs) care. I watch races every weekend. (laughs) Yeah. But I appreciate it. But you did a, a really good job of, you know, kind of putting these technical things into layman's terms and making it really easy for newcomers to understand what's going on in a very normally chaotic kind of situation. Like 
I know we have people who watch races with us for the first time and they're like, what is happening? What do all these terms mean? Like what's going on? Um, And so to read all of the, the, you know, this terminology in your books and be like, if I knew nothing about the sport, this would be a great segue into the sport because you made it very easy to digest. Yes. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I was like, it's a, it's a fine line that you have to navigate of not boring people, not having so much internal monologue that they're like, all right, I'll just DNF this book. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Which not possible um, (laughs) with your books, but was that, was there, you know, do you find yourself still being super obsessed with kind of the technical side of F1 these days? Or is it, you're like, ah, I just watch it more for entertainment now. And I don't care too much about, you know, the new specs or anything like that. Um, I think it's a balance. If I had more time, I feel like I would definitely do a lot more as That's far fair. as specs go, but I would look up more like, okay, the newer rules, like what's changed or, oh, like why is McLaren not doing as well? You know, what happened with, um, you know, free practice and whatnot. So like, I do look up those things, but sometimes I just can watch like the Sunday race. Like if I'm writing, I only get to write Saturday and Sunday for like the big chunks. I'm like, I can't, maybe I'll watch a choir. Yeah. It just depends. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You are, as we've already said, the busiest woman around. So (laughs) I will say what will happen is once I go and start another series, then it'll be like all back into, I think I'm just trying to enjoy it right now because I know I'll be very like technical soon. Oh, are we get is does that go into the dirty airs series? You've been hinting at that for a while, that that's where you think you would take the next F1 series and I'm very excited about it yes I do miss it when I was writing when I finished the fine print I was like oh man like I miss you know writing about races and about just like I guess like formula in general like racing I will say because there's multiple parts of you know formula one so yeah I feel like uh yes there will be dirty airs and that was a pun I was doing it as a pun. And I, I am obsessed like with it. it. <laughs> no, it's genius. It's so, so good. So good. It was like a working thing. I told my editor, I was like, what about dirty airs? Like, you know, like royalty. And yeah, so it, that could end up being the scary name. I mean, I, I mean, love it. Yeah, I think it has to be. Like, I don't know what else you could possibly do that would be better than that. I don't think anything. <laughs> unless it's like a technical term, you know, and keep it True. up in the lines. But yeah, that's you know it it will come I think I just have to finish uh this third book for this other series yeah I mean I could tell like when you just said that you finished uh the fine print you're like I miss like writing about racing you can tell because in your newest book terms and conditions um you bring up formula one and some of the characters from the dirty air series which was like I mean, I love a crossover episode and I literally screamed when I got to it. (laughs) It was like the best thing ever. Um, Did you like when you started, uh, when you like switched away from Dirty Air, were you like, I I see in my brain that these, you know, these two series that I'm writing could occupy the same universe and maybe there'll be a crossover? Or was that something where you were like, wow, I miss writing about Formula One. I'm I'm just going to like kind of insert that into into this book so I was you know in the fine print I think the opportunity never came up as much than when it came mm-hmm. to terms and conditions and I was like oh how cool would it be I didn't know that there, it was going to be a universe when I was starting the fine print I never like thought that would happen um mm-hmm. so once I got to terms and conditions and I have a developmental editor and they were like, you know, like Declan needs like a hobby, you know, he did, like, who is Declan? And I was like, that's, <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Who is Declan? And I was like, yeah, that man was like, needed yeah. a hobby really bad. Yeah. Like he needed something. <laughs> um, and I was like, it, that's when it stemmed with like, oh, what if he watches Formula One? And I thought, oh, it'd be funny if like, you know, Iris knows nothing about it. And just like some people that pick up my books. So, yeah. Oh, I like loved it. Do you like. Uh, now you're working on book three. Mm-hmm. Do we? Do you think we're gonna get more of the F1 universe crossover in this? Because, like, in my brain, as a fan of both <laughs> of these series, I would just like absolutely die to have the characters like actually interact and like have them like go to a race or something and like meet some of these characters. Like, I just think 
I would die. <laughs> you know, I I think I'm not sure if it would be book three. Okay. I, I, but a lot of people would love that to happen. And I did. I would want it to happen too. Like if I were a reader, I would want that. I didn't include something like that in terms of conditions because it was already such a long book and it just yeah. didn't fit with the storyline. Like, let's go to, you know, race. I was like, there's just no time for that. So yeah. I like to leave things open. Yeah. And I mean, if anyone could get paddock passes to like a really bougie race like Monaco, it would definitely be the Kane brothers. So I feel like it's a possibility. Well, I feel like it could also be like a a setup for your Dirty Airs series where they go to Dreamland Park and like they take their kids there. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that would be a fun one. So if you need any help... uh with the next few books, me and Nicole are really here to storyboard some ideas with you. Yeah. No, I mean, you never know who could end up being a sponsor, right, on a car. You right. Know. So you never know. <laughs> Two Girls One Formula could also be a sponsor. It could be. <laughs> it could be characters that, that interview the people. You never that know. One. <laughs> Ever listen to a book? <laughs> like, I don't, I literally don't know what I would do. <laughs> oh my you God. Can't, you can't hype us up like that, Lauren. Our egos are already, <laughs> already too big. <laughs> I'm always looking for names. You never know. <laughs> well, Kate and Nicole do have a certain je ne sais quoi. As they say. <laughs> them. Oh my God. Okay, so I kind of want to spin a little more into like, the current grid a little more like real life we're coming back a little Mm -hmm. bit into reality but obviously we're keeping it a little fictional because that's where we love to live so a question for you if you had to write a new f1 romance novel based on or inspired by a current f1 couple like if you if someone was like all right if your editor came was like i want you to write a book based on one of the couples on the current grid, real life, who would you choose and why? Ooh, <laughs> I love what you said the current grid because the Max Kelly situation with then Kvyat would have been extremely interesting. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> but it would be more like, uh, you know, he needs to find someone else because like if she's dating someone on the grid, yeah. But, like, it could be a single parent mm-hmm. romance. That would be, like, that was when you said that question. I was like, that would be first. But if, you know, I wasn't, if it was going to be current on the grid, I really think Lewis Hamilton could have an amazing story. I mean. He needs it. So, yeah. Nicole and I I'm rooting for him. <laughs> Nicole I, and I too. cast his girlfriends every single week on this podcast. It's just, We're so, he's so anonymous in that way. Yeah, I'm really rooting for Kim Kardashian. Like, I don't think there's anyone like more ambitious than for Lewis than Kim. Or he's gonna have to date like an Amal, like Clooney type yeah, woman. Like, it was like, yeah, very not in the spotlight, just like super accomplished, like very cool. Um, loves animals, loves animals, right? Plant vegan, exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that there's if he were to date someone with star power, like I genuinely don't think that there's anyone who he could date that has more star power or sway than him than Kim Kardashian. Probably not many, though. No. I feel <laughs> like I feel like he would he would probably end up with someone who is not involved in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nicole Scherzinger like really broke his heart. Um, <laughs> and he's been down bad ever since then. But allegedly he said that he will just when he retires he's gonna find like the first available woman to start a family with and so it's not gonna be like love he's just gonna be like whoever's around which i find now so interesting he's such a feely person like he has so many emotions i just he might really love them like i just think there's so much he's so great with like his his family and the little yeah 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 i think it's not that I don't think it would be that he would like find the first person and like not be in love with them. I think he's just going to find the first person that intrigues him and he's just going to fall in love immediately. Like he's not going to be like holding back, waiting for the next person. He's going to be like, all right, yep, I am in love with you. Let's do this. Let's do it. 
Boy falls first, like boy falls hard. Yes. You know, so I agree. <laughs> if so, like of the people on the grid, especially people, I would love to know that, like the people that are single, what sort of like tropes do you see for these people? Like, I feel like we just did that for Lewis. Like he would be like a boy falls hard, maybe yeah. someone that's not really interested and he has to pursue them. Like, is there anyone else on the grid that you're like, oh, this person like screams this specific romance trope that's such a good question um because some of them are a little young I have to think <laughs> it's so true <laughs> I'm like what well, should they be I mean because yeah. okay if we're pretending the girlfriends don't exist mm-hmm. yeah a lot of them are you know I feel like Carlos Science could give me like childhood friends like falling out you know like second chance yeah yeah I was going to say Max very much gives like pain in your ass, like coworker <laughs> who you and like enemies to lovers, like falling out. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah, I would agree. I would feel like someone in within the team or even better, someone like outside, like in a different team, like Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Because he's just so combative and like high and mighty all the time that he would just need someone to like meet him and like drop him down a peg and he would. Yeah. I feel like, okay, then Lando Norris, probably friends to lovers. I feel like, you know, hard to escape the friend zone with someone. And then, yes, like I can give that for him. Yeah. I also see Danny being a friends to lovers. Oh, yes. Yes. Like friend zone type situation. Uh, I agree. Class clown. Yeah. And maybe a little bit like reverse. I, I I know how I say reverse grumpy sunshine, but just like he's the sunshine and he's yeah. the grumpy person. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I could totally see that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I need to read. I need to read that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just write all their romances for them. I'll just figure it out. I'll find the yes. perfect match. <laughs> I need that. Okay. Well, if you ever if you ever need like name inspiration and build something off of um, the grumpy sunshine for Daniel Ricardo, Nicole is available. Um, I will lend you the rights to that. <laughs> if we see it happening in the future, like he ends up with someone that they're like, oh, like, I don't get what, you know, what what's going on there. You know where it started. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm trying to think who else. Mm. Um, Lance would definitely be um, like his rich boy, his rich boy or or like his assistant. Like she does everything like it's basically like his babysitter and um, he ends up falling in love with her. Like it's like, well, I don't want to I'm not giving spoilers away if people haven't read. (laughs) I was going to say a la kind of book number three. And a la maybe the most recent edition. Yeah. It's repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. Like a workplace romance. Yeah. I feel like he would definitely be like, she would have to just knock him down. And he'd also have to work past that image of living in his dad's shadow. That would be yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, because then, yeah. And I don't know, like Yuki, I'm like, I don't know. Like a Yuki. I might have a romantic novel about Yuki so bad. Um, he actually falls in love with his uh, personal trainer. Um. <laughs> yes, because that's, he hates and that's out. definitely enemies to lovers. Yeah, and he hates working out, but he like starts working out because he wants to see her all the time. And so like, that's the only reason he like agrees to like do this workout schedule. Right. He's just like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the only reason I'll wake up early in the morning. And it's terrible. But I was also. Out. I was also going to say maybe he falls in love with like the team catering, like the team caterer, like the head chef, because he loves. <laughs> oh, my God. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> so he's always yeah. like sneaking into the kitchen and like flirting with her and like learning how to cook things with her. Like, I think that would be cute. Yes. Like his almost like, you know, um, I'm blanking on the term, but really like that wellness coach that like, well, some of them do have. And it could be like the chef too, like the physio. Yeah. A la Michael Italiano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Who I would, I was just thinking when you were like, oh, the current grid, I was like, oh my God, is she going to talk about Kimmy and Mintu? Because I was like, what a great couple to write a story for. Oh, there. Yeah, he I love is definitely Kimmy. grumpy sunshine. Yeah, for sure. I love him. When I would watch his interviews and whatnot, I just find him hilarious. He is so funny. sunshine. Yeah. And I feel like 
Sebastian Vettel would definitely be. Oh. I don't know um, exactly, but for sure, I could feel like friends to lovers or like childhood. You know, like well, he is childhood. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. They like were friends in high school. Like they are like high school sweethearts that are married now with three kids. Like they're a trope on their own, and I love. They're just it. so sweet, and he's amazing. I love him as a person. Yes. Wow. He's literally iconic. King Seb, he's back this weekend. Thank the Lord. Thank yeah. God. You know what else Lewis could be? And I know we're, we've already talked about him a lot, but I just feel like Lewis fits like every trope that could ever be done. But like, <laughs> a, like I feel like Lewis could be perfect for like a um, like fake relationship because he hasn't been in a relationship for a while, but he was also like known as like, a little bit of a player like he sleeps around and like we love that for him we love that for anyone um but like I feel like it could be like a teen thing where like you need to like appear to settle down especially after he was seen with that only fans uh girl last year like it could be like a kind of bad thing and they need him to have like a wholesome relationship and it ends up like really working out he really gets his match yeah I love fake dating is one of my favorite tropes period end of story I will read it if it says it I just think it's so fun, like all the different ways they can like get into that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. The options are honestly limitless. (laughs) They are. They really are. And I think that's what's great. I love when it just is thrown upon them. Not, you know, not that I do that or anything. (laughs) It's also, I love the horse dating too, because you like know realistically, it's always going to work out. Like even if someone did this in the real world, just by being together so much, you inevitably like the person that you spend time with. So you're like, yeah, obviously you guys are going to fall in love. You didn't see this coming. Come on. Fake relationship, obviously. And I'm, I, well, like, I'm like, you guys are dumb. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you guys are. And it's going to be like always those little moments or like, you know, they have to dance together. Like, you know, they get mm-hmm. closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which uh, this is unrelated to what we were talking about, but it is fake dating. I just watched Moonshot on HBO Max. It is the new rom-com with Lana Condor and Cole Sprouse. Oh, 10 out of 10 recommend. It was really cute. And it is like a fake dating forced proximity situation. Oh, maybe I will have to watch it. Yeah, it's cute. That's really cute. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. And Lana, she does a lot of those bad Uh, queen of the fake dating to all the boys exactly right right so i i just am such a sucker for it yeah like if anyone knows that fake dating is going to turn into a real relationship it's lana yeah exactly (laughs) such typecast but i love it i love that for her um okay switching gears a little bit do you what are your predictions for this season I sit and think about this quite a bit. And <laughs> obvious, obviously, I'm heartbroken a little bit about McLaren. Like, they're not where I would have yeah. wanted them to be. Yeah. And, you know, they did a little, they were doing a little better this last race. But Ferrari's incredible. I mean. Heck yeah. They just, I was, and I was waiting for it. And I wasn't sure if it would be this year because they just have had such kind of like, not great seasons the last couple. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, I don't want to base it off of a couple races. I think that, you know, Mercedes will kind of creep up on Red Bull and Ferrari. It's only yeah. a matter of time if they can get everything kind of figured out. But I feel like they're going to be the top three contenders. But I mean, Haas, like, surprised me. So, yeah, in a pleasant way. So, I won't, I, yeah, I feel like that's like my prediction of what can happen in the top. A lot of people are like, oh, Charles is probably, you know, he, he could definitely go against Max. And I can see it. I mean, if you had to pick out of the two Ferrari boys to win a championship, who are you picking? Charles or Carlos? Like, who do you think is going to come out on top? Okay. I like Charles's um, driving style a little bit more than Carlos's. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I feel like Charles is very like technical and he's also very like calculated with what he's doing. Like, I feel like he's not a very like emotional driver. Like he's mm-hmm. like very much thinking about like what he has to do. Where I feel like Carl right. is a little bit more of like an emotional driver and he's very like, he want he like is like, let me fucking pass this person. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I can do it. And I feel like Charles is very much more like 
if I let them pass and I can do this, like he's like really caring about the things, you know what I mean? That's exactly what I was thinking because I was really impressed by him like letting Max pass and then being able to then have DRS to then go in front of him. Like that type of stuff. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Carlos could probably be more like intuitive, I feel. Yes. goes with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But Charles, I just, I really love the way he drives and I've liked it for a long time. And now he's in a good car to do it. Yeah, I think Finally. Charles has been waiting patiently to be able to prove <laughs> his worth. But I also like I feel a little bit for Carlos where I'm like, oh, he got kicked out of Renault for Damien. And then he like left <laughs> McLaren. And so like I'm glad to see him in Ferrari and I really want him to do well this yeah. season because I mm-hmm. think he, you know, has really proved his worth. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to see him be in a really good car and, and just really go for it this season. Me too. Like, I feel like he's a competitor. I feel like he yeah. will be definitely like on Charles's, you know, like, I guess like his ankles with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah. And he's had some tough times with, but I think he was thinking long-term when he was going to Ferrari. Yeah. Because totally. McLaren was doing amazing. And, I, you know, I think they will bounce back. I have no doubts. It's just, he wanted to be in that Ferrari suit more than anything. Yeah. I mean, who dare... Yeah, they're going to be really good competitors and like push each other to be better the entire season. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's I can't wait. We're only on on race three this weekend, but it's already been such an exciting season. It has. And I feel like with Red Bull, like, I don't know. I just I love Ferrari is one of my favorite teams and Red Bull. Like, I don't know. They're not like my favorite. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like they're very polarizing for people. Like, if you're, a, like, um, a hardcore Red Bull fan, like, you're a hardcore Red Bull fan. But other people, it's, like, it's very much you either, like, love them or, like, you don't really like them that much. Yeah, I agree. And I feel, it's not like I, like, dislike, like, I hate them or anything. It's more like I'm, like, eh, they do kind of some, like, messed up things. And you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta call them out on it. Like, what they did to Pierre, like, that was my first thing that I was, like, oh, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I know. I well, that's why I, I like the sport because I think it's it's more fun to be a fan of the people, of the drivers and the team necessarily and just like root for totally. that person. Um, which is what, how I get people into it. I'm like, "Listen, you got to know maybe 20 people and you don't actually have to even know all 20 if you don't want to. Just pick one person and root for them." And that's mm-hmm. it. Exactly. And you could have like, it's so hard when people are like, who's your top racer? I'm like, I have like, it's, I like a lot of them. So you can't. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I just like a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy when any of them win. That's the thing. I mean, I do have like, oh, I'm really, I'm really happy when, for example, like Charles wins or mm-hmm. um, even when George does well or something, but Orlando. Yeah. The list could go on and on. I know. I'm really happy when this person wins or this person, or this person go on to name 20 names. I'm just names. really happy in general. It's just, oh, is there a podium? Great. I'm happy. I'd love to see everyone that is happy and having a good time. And, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's safe, safe trial. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who listens to this podcast is like a hardcore fan. They're going to be like, shut up like you guys you even watch the sport and we're like yeah we're just happy that everyone's having fun participation trophies in a wall yeah participation points I mean of course like I have I have a top five and that's it you know that I'll be like really really happy Yeah, yeah I mean I'm not like particularly thrilled like I would not actually now now this season's grid there's not really anyone on it that I wouldn't be excited about to be on the podium Mm-hmm. Obviously, last season I would never want Maz Pin to be on the podium. Yeah, but like now, like, can you imagine if Nikki Latifi gets a podium? Like, I'd be psyched for him because he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there wouldn't be a, like I don't think there would be an event where I would be like be like, oh man, so and so didn't have a good race, but we got a wild card podium. Yeah, I feel like it's just. I mean, what classifies as a real fan? Like, I'm like, that's so stupid. And I think, yeah, yeah. you know, just be happy that people like the sport and exactly. are excited about it. And it's not like a toxic environment. Like, that's all you got to want. Exactly. All right. Miss Lauren Asher. 
we want to know from you, from the horse's mouth, what is next? We're working on Dreamland Billionaires, book number three. How is it going? What's going on with you? What can we expect from your brilliant mind in the next year? Oh, dear. That was quite (laughs) the hype there. (laughs) Um, Well, I am working on that one. I am 7,000 words in. I just hit 7,000 today. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm trying to hit 25,000 by April 16th. That's my goal um, to stay on track for editing deadlines. So that is, that's coming. Uh, and I'm excited about that one. I think it'll be a little different than the other two in some ways. I, I wrote a prologue for this one and I was like, oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> and we'll see if it makes it past the editing phase. But you know what happens in prologue? with me so <laughs> I, I know I'm one. one yeah I'm afraid <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> so I wrote that and I was like even if it doesn't make it past at least I have like a good idea of the background information yeah. so regardless that one's coming out and I've told people that Dirty Airs could be next at least the first book I haven't mm-hmm. it just depends on like more um also like publishers uh because yeah. now I have more interaction with like publishing and so that one will be self-published though like there's no question okay. about it it's just okay. the schedule lines up so if I do dirty airs it's of course going to be Marco and Stella first amazing okay and can't wait yeah. yeah and like exploring um, hopefully different parts of formula one that I haven't yet love love that do we have a name for dreamland three yet huh so I have a working title but um I thought of another title that I was like, oh, I might really love this one more. Ooh. So I haven't announced one yet because I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I have two titles. Okay. I'm excited to hear what we'd come up with. Um, I'm very excited for book three. I'm like so bought into these characters now. Um, so I'm very excited to continue following along your journey of writing of writing this. Um, I know there are a couple people in our community that uh, were introduced through you and they are very excited for a book number three and Cal's story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they like to... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think you already know who's very excited about that. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> some people just really like the damaged ones, like the broken, like Cal is like this, you know... He smiles and there's something behind his, you know, smile that he doesn't let a lot of people in. And I think his brothers give him a lot of problems and they just don't think that he can accomplish things. So we love a damn okay. boy around here. <laughs> I can yeah, fix him. You know, <laughs> I know. I think it's going to be fun because he is the, the brother in this um, world that you created that is a little bit less serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, reading from reading about like the family dynamics and everything from that point of view is going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's the thing to it. it. It's so different than the last like I've written three grumpy men in a row. So yeah. it has to a palate cleanser. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And you're like, oh, well, I still, because people were like, he's so funny. And I'm like, I hope I can keep up that pace. And, you know, that he make jokes and whatnot. So uh, plus, he, you know, it's interesting to live in someone else's mind, right? Like if they have a facade, yeah. no, 100%. What's going on? Yes. Wow. Well, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I know you. I love seeing everything that you put out it's incredible you're also just a great human being love to follow your journey um you know thank you so much for taking your time to come chat with little me and kate now that you're book talks number one queen um (laughs) (laughs) you know like we said we really credit you to being the the kind of start of this community um it provided us with so many wonderful friends from all around the world and so you know we have your back always always promoting you um it's funny like I whenever I'm on book talk I see people talking about Lauren Asher books I'm like yes we love Lauren she's the best you have to read I feel like I'm like your personal hype woman um thank you but I some people are like I don't know where to start I'm like here just go here there you go 
I'll just funnel them in like a pipeline. <laughs> but we literally from the bottom of our hearts, we are so grateful for you and for the stories that you have written. And especially because you write such a, a diverse and inclusive set of characters, yeah. which I know resonates with anyone who reads these stories. So thank you so much for all of the work that you do. Oh, thank you too. I always have fun with you both. And when you invite me, I'm just like, yes, tell me when. <laughs> I know you were our first, you're the first person we ever interviewed as Two Girls, One Formula. And now you're the first podcast interview that we have done. So you're just always our first. <laughs> oh, I am honored and it's always a good time. So I appreciate you both. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm obsessed with Lauren Asher. I mean, we can't say it enough. I, I just want to talk to and about her all the time. I want just like a full Lauren and TG1F collab all the time. Yeah. Should we just make her the third, the third co-host? Yeah. yeah. We should. Three girls. It, we just two girls, one Lauren Asher. And like, that's our new name. Yeah. I mean, so. we still have TG1F. Three girls. It still works. So, Lauren, if you're interested in, in being another T in our yeah. group, please let us know. 3G1F. <laughs> 3G1F. Exactly. It fits perfectly. Yeah. Perfect. I'm um, also obsessed with, like, talking about all the tropes that... Uh, I know. The grid would be... Uh, and um, can we talk about Lauren saying that we might be in... On a book in the future because Lauren, that's that's on record now. Um, yeah, we won't be forgetting that anytime <laughs> soon, and we won't be letting that go. Never. I don't know if you know this about us, but we don't forget anything, and we drive an elephant to the ground. Never forgets. <laughs> Just two elephants over here. <laughs> two elephants, one formula. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, wow. What a fun conversation. What an awesome person. We're so lucky that we know her. And for all of you guys who may be new to Lauren Asher's books, which we find that hard to believe if you also listen to this podcast, you can um, connect with Lauren. All of her handles and stuff are in our in this podcast description. So go ahead and follow her. Keep up with her. Read all of her books if you haven't already. And then let us know what you think. You're going to love them guaranteed both i mean the dirty air series is amazing that's like obviously our number one recommendation if you're an f1 fan but she is obviously diligently working on uh the dreamland billionaire series and we love those books as well uh and they're getting a lot of critical acclaim from other popular authors so give them a try you won't regret it lauren's amazing everyone's amazing we're apparently amazing one of the best podcasts <laughs> in the world <laughs> i'm gonna like thank you drop f1 podcast we're just one of the we're, top yeah. 10 best podcasts in the world <laughs> yeah so thank you all for spending the past hour of your time with the two of us the three of us because we're three of us. Out. yeah um, the three of us and as always like and subscribe leave us a review follow us on the gram and we'll see you on the internet see you on the internet Bye. Bye.